All right, looks like we're live. Happy New Year's. Still waiting on Cousin Shane. Don't I don't even know if Shane's going to be here, to be honest with you. Send him a link. But no word. Cousin Shane, he may be several beers deep. But hey, <laughs> I may get there before the end of the show. We got college football playoff coming up. Preview. We haven't even touched on Ole Miss beating the hell out of Penn State. What a glorious that game that was. I don't know if we'll even talk Auburn and what happened to that debacle. Uh-oh. Shane says, shit, I thought we were going on after the games. There's no games on today, Shane, so I don't know what he's talking about. I'll be on as soon as I can. That's the way it goes with Shane. He'll be on as soon as he can. No timetable. I don't know if that means in an hour. I don't know if that means in a day. I don't know what that means, but hopefully he's on soon. But, yeah, Happy New Year's to all y'all wearing this ridiculous attire just for you guys, just to, to ring in the occasion. How about them Auburn Tigers, says your boy Wilson. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, boy. I don't, I don't know about them Tigers. I don't know about Hugh Freeze. Where was the big win? I mean, he nearly got it in the Iron Bowl, but, of course, they shit the bed at the end of the game. Again, I said I wasn't going to talk about it. Let's talk Ole Miss. That's, let's start on a positive. Ole Miss, it's funny how you're seeing the national narrative now, top 10, top 5 preseason, which is accurate. That's where they're going to start. That's where they should be with all their transfer portal additions. I wonder if anyone if anyone caught this during the, um, hell, all these bowl games, I forget which one, Peach Bowl. They were, it was in the Peach Bowl. They threw up a graphic of – all the additions Ole Miss had, there, there were so many. They didn't. They left off so many. Key Lawrence, they left off. Juice Wells. I mean, some of the big ones they got because they got so damn many. <laughs> so an 11 win, first time ever in school history, 11 win Ole Miss Rebels. Credit Lane Kiffin for doing something that's never been done in that school's history. Outstanding. Yeah, DJ says, don't be shocked. Ole Miss, Missouri SEC Championship game next season. That would not shock me at all. I'd love to see it. New blood in the SEC championship. Drink. We kind of hit all, all on drink already on the last episode, but drink just got a, a contract extension. So got to mention that in case anybody missed it. So drink, I mean, drinks red hot. They've locked up his, his coordinators. I mean, Mizzou should be top 10 too, but let's focus uh, here on Ole Miss real quick. 38, 25 really should be 42. They robbed them of four points there at the start of the game. Officiating has just been god-awful all, all around. But how about uh, Jackson Dart? 379 passing yards, three touchdowns. Junkins went over 100. Priestcorn was MVP tight end. Priestcorn, 10 catches, 136, two touchdowns. Trey Harris, he had 134 yards. Just outstanding. And I'll be honest with you, I thought, uh, I thought Penn State's defense looked Fairly good, particularly the front seven. But that's just how damn good Ole Miss was. When you score 38, I guess a really good defense, that, that's a credit to Ole Miss and that offense that was just unstoppable for much of the game. It, and it could have been a lot worse. They could have put more points on them. But hell of a win for Ole Miss and company. Felt great for all those fans. Looked like the Ole Miss fans just outnumbered Penn State by a wide margin down there. Love to see that. 
And then Georgia. Mm, I really want to dig into this with Cousin Shane here, so hopefully he gets on here soon. But, uh, I mean, Georgia just, my God. 63-3 to three over, uh, uh, I realize, a half-manned Florida State. But whew, now Georgia's got uh, the TCU game last year in, in this one. The two largest margins, bowl victories all time, belong to the Georgia Bulldogs. So credit to them. Daniel, appreciate you. Five bucks. Back-to-back years for extension for drink. Here's to 24 2024, plenty of pizzas for Mike and Shane. We still ain't got those damn pizzas. Come on, people. As well as SEC dominance with Mizzou in the college football playoff. I just can't wait for it. I mean, we know Alabama. We know Georgia. They're going to be there. Ole Miss, hopefully for those fans, get to experience the playoff. Mizzou, there's going to be others. Texas, maybe Oklahoma, maybe Tennessee, maybe LSU. It's going to be a loaded SEC college football playoff next year. Miles, appreciate you. Five bucks. Georgia definitely showed that they were a top four team in the country. Top four, I think that's inaccurate. I think top two. And, hell, I think you can make the case Georgia's number one. And I realize they didn't win the game that counts. So, you know, it's not like uh, they're not going to pull a UCF and, and do fake national champions. I mean, that'd be ridiculous. But line them up against Georgia. Ask Georgia, who's the team they don't, or excuse me, Alabama, who's the team Alabama does not want to see again? They don't fear Michigan. They don't fear Washington. I don't think they fear Texas either. I, th- I think the only team, Nick Saban, if you gave him true serum, didn't want to face again, it's Georgia. And Georgia's top two team, probably number one. Let's go Longhorns. Can't wait. I mean, that's, that's probably going to be the, the real game of the college football. I, I think Alabama's going to whip the shit out of Michigan. I think it'll be something like 28 to 10, 27 to 13, something like that. I expect Alabama's going to win, win big in the Rose Bowl. But I, that Texas-Washington, I do think Texas wins it, but I think that's going to be a lot more competitive a game, high-scoring game. I think Texas' defensive front will be the the, the difference in that game. Start Went back and watched some of Washington, really impressed by their offense. I, I think they will be able to score on Texas, but not not enough to get it done, I don't think. Hmm. Foster the person says, is your side gig New York New Year's Eve party supply? <laughs> no, I actually I bought all this gear at the grocery store. It was like five bucks for I, I've got several more. I'm, I'm gonna crack out some more tomorrow as well. Because this is gonna be New Year's. We're gonna be loaded with some SEC football. Don't forget tomorrow, Wisconsin at LSU, noon Eastern time, 11 Central in the Relia Quest Bowl, Iowa, Tennessee in the Citrus Bowl, 1 o'clock Eastern, noon Central time. And then the big ones, Alabama, Michigan, of course, 5 o'clock Eastern, 4 Central, and then Texas, Washington. What a, what a damn game. We're, we're going to go live immediately after the Alabama-Michigan uh, Rose Bowl. Uh, if Nico scores four, four or five touchdowns like we anticipate, we'll probably go live right after the, the Citrus Bowl. And if I am still awake, I'm going to go live after Texas beats the shit out of Washington. I'm going to try to go live many times tomorrow. Daniel, are you? Oh, here's Cousin Shane. Hey! We got him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, man. Oh, it's all good. All right. 
I, it was my bad. I didn't give you a proper heads up here. <laughs> the, yeah, your heads up was one minute out. You know, yeah. it's like, you ready? <laughs> you know, oh, shit. No, we, uh, I don't know what you've covered or, or gone over. It's going to be a, a, a wild day tomorrow. A lot of great football games. So we're going to be on and off all New Year's Day. Yeah. Uh, in, in between workouts, you know, because it's a new year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let, let's get your thoughts real quick, Shane, on uh, let's let's go game by game here. Ole Miss, huge win, 11 yeah. win. Old, first time ever in school history, 11 wins. Beat uh, the breaks off Penn State 38-25. And, and remember, they got robbed of four points early in that game, so it should be even worse. What, what was your thoughts on Ole Miss just looking like a machine against Penn State? Oh baby, I thought I thought that was going to be the ass whooping of the day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was so nice to see James Franklin over there crying and complaining about the rest and blahdy blah blah. It's like golly, I'm so glad he's out of the SEC. So yes, I thought that was awesome. It always felt like it was on the edge of of blowing up, you know. Yeah. And uh, so finally, when they got a little wiggle room, it just they just ran away with it, and I'm I'm so proud of them. You know the. For, for a team that has so many kids transferring in, you would think that would have been one of the schools that would have had a lot of opt-outs, and they didn't. It was Penn State, you know, and and, <laughs> and, and I just – I find that hysterical, you know. They, they start the show just – or the show, that's basically what it was, just talking about how great <laughs> Penn State was and look how awesome this kid is. He dressed out. He's not playing, but, man, he loves this team, you know. I'm like, What? Who dresses out? You know, it's like me going to the gym and then like getting in the, you know, the massage bed and leaving. You know, <laughs> now we'll we'll get a lot more into this uh, uh, Florida State Georgia game in a minute. But, oh, damn. but appreciate you, Miles, for five bucks. He says this is the worst thing that's happened to the Seminoles since the Oregon Trail here. Which, oh, <laughs> so again, again, we'll get into that. But uh, how about it, Shay? Because you're, you're starting to see it. You, you see it during the game, a lot of yeah. national people, they were saying kind of what we've already been echoing, that Ole Miss college football playoff, you know, it, at first it was they should be contending for a college football playoff spot next year when we go to 12. Yeah. Now the conversation has changed to top five national championship content. Not saying they're going to be the favorites, but I think it's completely legitimate to say this is a national championship contender next season what's your thoughts on that well i'm sorry i was opening up my beer i missed the first half of that uh what were you saying i'm sorry <laughs> just the, the just the fact that you know when that when, when old miss you just won 11 games oh, yeah uh -huh. you know people are saying yeah you this this a playoff likely team because we're going to 12 right yes i'm going a step further shane and i'm not saying they're i'm not guaranteeing hell if i if i guarantee it that's that's the last thing they want to hear. But I'm, I'm not saying that they're a lock to be like yeah. national championship. But I think if I'm an Ole Miss fan, I'm saying, why can't we win the national championship? Is that is that going a step too far for you? No, no, it's not. But it, it does hinge on Jackson Dart's decision. You know, yeah. he was a he was a little, you know, he kind of avoided it. Him and Judkins, and 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 as much as I love. Jenkins, I, I don't think that's the, the the pivotal piece that needs to come back to win a national championship. But I do think that Jackson Dart has taken a monumental step 
forward this season and has shown that on a big stage, just like this game, he can contribute, he can take over, and and that's what you need, that X factor. So, yeah, I, I think it would a little hinge a little bit on that, but if we get a commit from Dart, yeah, there's no reason that Ole Miss should not be considered a contender for the college football championship. And we've seen a couple of people in the comments here, Shane, they're saying, how about Ole Miss versus Missouri in the SEC championship? I mean, I, again, I'm not saying that's going to be the likely one. I'm not saying yeah. we're predicting that. But if I'm a Mizzou fan, if I'm an Ole Miss fan, I'm dreaming. And, and I think it's somewhat realistic. What What do you say about that? Oh, very realistic, you know. And, and I think this is just a, a, a preview of how strong this conference is, you know. I, I mean, short of Auburn, we will, we'll get to them here in a little bit. But, you know, other than that, the, the top, especially the, the top half of the SEC, that's, that's your contenders, man. Everybody else, it looks pretty on paper. But when it comes down to, you know, going toe-to-toe with them, they're, they're, they're not doing too good so far. Right. And so after this game, after this whooping, Shane, Lane Kiffin, I got a great comment of him. The, the best is yet to come. For that moment, Revels, let's kick it over to, to Kiffin real quick. Lane, you mentioned taking this job four years ago, and you said you didn't come here to be good, but you came here to be great. Where would you measure this on the scale of greatness? And also, after the game, you said that, you know, there's more to come. What What is that? What is What is in store for Ole Miss in the coming years? Well, I think it's really, you know, a cool time right now at Ole Miss. Um you know, to win the most games in the history of the school and to have so many pieces already announcing that they're coming back, um, which I made sure a couple of them are still doing that after their performances today. Um, but I think it's a really special time. And, you know, I said that when we got hired, we didn't come here to be good and, you know, win some, you know, decent bowl games and some matches. We came here to be great, win New Year's Six Bowls like this, be a top 10 program. And so to not just have so many players coming back, but I think it's been well publicized. So many players around the country um, already joining in for next year. I just thought it was obviously extremely important to cap this thing off right because I felt like the last couple weeks so much focus was on next year. These guys announcing they're coming back. All these great players around the country kind of coming together. Some of these guys joked about it you know, being the last dance next year. And I was just concerned there was too much focus on that. So obviously they did a great job showing up today. And like I said, a really cool game to see them really win situations in the fourth downs um, and critical plays in really critical situations and taking advantage of offsides and different things. Um, you know, those are proud things as a coach when those, when these guys do that. All the way back. And it's not just the game that Lane Kiffin is winning here, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that missed it, we're laughing. Uh, Kiffin, he, he shared him and his uh, his lovely girlfriend here, and he's got the score in the background. He says 38-25, which is obviously the score of the game. Uh, great scoreboard in the, in the background, and, and Shane retweeted it more like 48-25. <laughs> Oh, uh, hey, and, and I'll tell you what, Lake Kiffin just keeps winning, don't he? Yeah. <laughs> you know he just keeps on winning. Oh, geez. Hey, it was a, it was a great game. It was, a, you know, we talked about this coming into the bowl games. There's a handful of teams that are must wins, you know, that, that really just to just capitalize on, on the momentum, 
You, you talked to Mizzou earlier, now Ole Miss. These are two teams that are hot right now on the recruiting trail, in the transfer portal, but it means nothing if you don't do it on the field. And and I think it was very big that they got this win here. Not just a win. I mean, they destroyed Penn State. Yeah, and you know one thing, Shane, I've not heard anybody talk about this, but it, it just kind of hit me. What is it every year we do with Lane Kiffin? We say, oh, is he interested in the uh, Miami job? Mm-hmm. Is he interested in a Michigan State job? Is he this job that? I mean, you hear none of that. Yeah. And, and he, I mean, he's just such a fit now at Ole Miss. They've embraced him to to just an incredible degree. Heck, they embrace his dog. His dog's going to the games now. The announcers talk about juice up there, doing all that, and just the fact that not only Lane Kiffin, but the program that he has built, Shane. Obviously, they. They are. They saw this all coming, Shane. They mm-hmm. they've invested in in the transfer portal. They invested in NIL. Now, maybe he used Auburn to to help that. But I mean, everything I see, you see the main account tweeting this stuff out, Shane. Yeah. Give to the Grove Collective. They're having the announcer say it. Hey, you can't be balling on a budget. And then you got Kiffin out here saying it. You got all these players out here saying it. So. Credit them for for kind of seeing where the landscape is and, and whether you agree with it, whether you hate it, you love it, whatever. They it doesn't matter. They they saw where this was headed and they that's how they're building their program and it's yeah. I mean it's working. And these other schools, you know, that are that are around here thinking they can get away with the same old same old, they bet they better get on it. You right. know, this isn't take notes and let's try to let's try it next year. It's like if you don't get on the tail end of this thing, you're gonna get left behind. Uh Ole Miss is is they're the tip of the spear right now when it comes to uh the new age college football. Right. And now of course, Shane. <laughs> we're we we're, we're staying in a good mood for now, Shane. Sixty-three to six, Georgia just <laughs> whoops the hell out of Florida State. I thought Florida State belonged in the playoff. Yada yada yada. I mean, I I get it. Half their team didn't show up, but man, just what a epic epic beatdown that was. It was so bad. We'll get to these comments in a second here, Shane. But we got Kirby out here saying. We got to fix this. And his team just won by 60 points, yet he realizes that, uh, uh, you know, I mean, this this was awful for, uh, I mean, just just an elite team and then a scrimmage team. Yeah. You know what? Well, I, I find it so funny, the, the opt-outs, the opt-outs. You know, I mean, Georgia was down players, transferring yeah. out and whatnot. I mean, Peter Wark and Wark Dunn in their prime could have walked into that damn place and they still would have got their ass kicked. You know what I'm saying? It was not a game. It was not close. I didn't even know Muschamp had a kid. You know what I'm saying? And now they're out there supporting him as a quarterback. So, I mean, that's how far down the depth chart they went. Uh, this was not close, and I'm glad. It should have been a statement game, and I'm glad that it was, Mike. Yeah, and like I said, uh, before you hyped on here, Shane, so uh, their last bowl win was uh, 65-7 to over TCU in the national championship game. Now this one's 63-6. to Georgia now holds the two largest margin of victories in NCAA bowl game history. And certainly, Shane, this speaks to, again, we could make the same case. Everything that Florida State and, it, and you know, I don't, I'm not bagging on their players necessarily, but everything that the reasons they opted out and decided not to play, you know, what was the goal we've been saying for 12 months, Shane, in Athens? The the only goal wasn't even to win the SEC, was win the national championship. 
And as soon as they lost to Alabama, we all knew that wasn't going to happen. But they didn't have half their damn team quit and, and opt out and all that. It's just it speaks to the culture there in Athens and what Kirby has built and the fact that uh, these these guys are going to play their ass off every time uh, they, they have an opportunity. You know what? Well, I always I, I'm telling you, Kirby Smart is the king of getting the most out of players. You, you've seen how hard you know the the tight end worked. The, I, f- I forgot his name off the top of my head, Brock. You know, this is this is a guy that was banged up, and we were like, oh, how how the hell did he get back in the lineup? You know, because that's just what Kirby's good at. Like, if you've got it in you, it's that player in him. He's got that dog. He's from, you know, he played down there, and he knows yeah. what's what's expected at that university, and he, he's just a – I don't know, man. He's just a dog whisperer, you know? <laughs> that's what he is. <laughs> he gets the most out of them. Right, and that is something that uh, after the game – Shane Kirby, Kirby went in on him. Uh, let's kick it over to Kirby and just, yeah, basically, uh, you know, his team's going to show up every time if there's yeah. a game of this magnitude to be played. O'Reilly Dognett, you won the last game of last season by 58 points, and then you win this game by 60 points. Why does your team play its best football in the final game of the season? Well, I don't know. I, uh, I certainly think that uh, we get better as the year goes. There's a culture on our place of work ethic that the job's not done. I, th- I think a lot of coaches relax at the end of the year and they kind of just, you know, they, they say, well, this game doesn't matter or this game is not important. And, and there's nothing that's not going to be important at our place. <laughs> there's not going to be a day that we walk out on that field that Kamari Laster's not walking through that it's not important. That Kendall Milton's not doing blitz pickup, that is not important. And uh, I think that standard has translated into, uh, you know, success. And uh, I think that's a big part of the culture that's been created. Now, let's, we're doing it with Ole Miss. We're doing it with Missouri Shades. We might as well do it for Georgia. Let's say there was a 12 team playoff this year. Mm-hmm. Would the Georgia Bulldogs, would they be your favorite to win it all? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I made the joke. Who who did they leave out of the college football playoff? And and I tell you, if you poll the four teams that are in it right now, they're praying, they're thanking God right now that the Georgia Bulldogs are not in the mix because if so, they would be. I I can't imagine there'd be one game right now. And I know it's crazy. Bama fans are like, oh, that's crazy talk. But I, I'm telling you, after that performance, after we got to see what they could do, there's no no. I just don't see any chance that Georgia is not favored in all four of those games. Right. I mean, I even heard someone say uh, Florida State was suing to to get the game to end here. They didn't want to play in the fourth quarter. I guess that mighty Georgia bull. It looked like after. I mean, you know, credit to Florida State. Their defense actually did play pretty well yeah. to start the game. I mean, it was only seven to zero after the first quarter, but that makes the rest of the game that that much uglier. You know what? Gosh, speaking of ugly, your damn internet is all over the place, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I swear, you get frozen over here. I hope this new year you find some internet in, in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, hey, you know, they made uh, waves here, or at least Kirby did, Shane, because uh, be, be, just with the fact that he was upset after the game, saying, hey, we got to fix something up over here. Uh, let's kick it over to Kirby, get his thoughts on, on college football needing needing to, to change something so that we don't get these damn lopsided Orange Bowl like we did at uh, Georgia, Florida State. Let me say something on that because you didn't ask me that question. And maybe I'm wrong here and maybe this will be a bad soundbite. But people need to see what happened tonight and they need to fix this. 
it needs to be fixed. It's very unfortunate that they, who has a good football team and a good football program, are in the position they're in. And everybody can say it's their fault and it's all their own problem. All right? And everybody can say that we had our guys and they didn't have their guys. I can listen to all that. But college football has got to decide what they want. And I know things are changing. And I think things are going to change next year. And you know what? There's going to still be bowl games outside of those. People got to decide what they want and what they really want to get out of it. Because it's really unfortunate for those kids on that sideline that had to play in that game that didn't have their full arsenal. And it affected the game 100%. Mm. Jared says, I need to get some internet out of the portal, Shane. Yeah, I don't know if you're on Wi-Fi or it's hardwired or what. Kick everybody else off, man. Tell them to turn Netflix on when you, when we're over at the show here. Hey, I you know, this is a discussion that we've we've had several times on here. Opt-outs are a bad look and it usually affects the SEC the most. And 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 I I just I think it's changed over the years, but you know, we're we're going to have to do something monumental to to shift this or we're going to continue to to go down this path mike so you know me and you i don't know if you wanted to bring that up but we had a couple of ideas i I, i'm just curious you know because i've been giving this some thought brother you know we're going to 12 teams next year and and while you're while you're (laughs) got your charter spectrum hat on (laughs) let me let me throw mine out there you know because we're kind of merging and looking like this, uh, the NFL landscape where we got the playoffs, same same concept here. So, and and I know it's not a popular opinion, but what if we did away with the bowls, Mike? I mean, we got 12, 12 teams making the college football playoffs. I, I hate to see it, but you know, I think that would put more energy into the twelve teams that did make it. Um, you know, one thing that that I discussed with you is maybe putting a larger emphasis on senior bowls. Uh, maybe even have some sort of like a Pro Bowl situation for underclassmen, kids that can't go to the next level, but maybe had an extremely successful season, bringing those guys in and and making it a fun week where we can, I don't know, uh, an NIL situation, somebody that maybe wasn't on the radar, he picks up a a big contract at the end of that game or something like that. You know, I just think maybe – focusing on some of the individuals on these teams that, you know, the teams maybe didn't make it to a playoff, maybe highlighting what they have done uh, and kind of mimic the NFL. I know it's, it's crazy, but that's kind of what we're doing already. So that was my, my thoughts on, uh, on these opt-outs. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, certainly I like some of what you had to say there, Shane. I, th- I think, just think there's so much money involved. That these players are, you know, they're they're realizing this is just like a money grab, is what it is. Yeah. Like, just let's use that Orange Bowl as an example. It's it's Capital One Orange Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Capital One pays twenty five million dollars a year for it to be the Capital One Orange Bowl. So, I, I don't know. I think what the, we're gonna have to do, Shay, we're gonna have to give some of the money to the players if they, if they're playing in this bowl game. Mm-hmm. And I would love it if, you know, whatever percentage you you gave the players let's say it's uh i don't know 25 percent of of that 25 million that the team that wins yeah maybe they get a larger portion of it so i mean it's even more competitive because there's literal money on the line i don't know how realistic any of that is but yeah you're right i mean when we go to the 12 teams all the other bowl games are going to be 
even less important yeah. than than these games that we're getting now. Yeah, no, I, I I totally get it, and and you think the opt outs are bad now? Like you said, when you got twelve teams fighting for a, a championship, watch the opt outs then, because a lot of these kids are going to be transferring out like they're doing now. I, I think that that whole transfer portal—that's another one that drives me nuts. Why throw it right here in the mix of everything when we could just wait a couple of weeks when the games are over and then open the window? It just I, I, I think there has to be some sort of adjustment here because it's just too much. And I'm not, I'm not saying that the coaches can't handle it, but you're watching a Georgia team that has players going to Kentucky. You're watching a, you know, a, some of these other teams that's got players that have moved on like Texas A&M. It's, it's, why? If you pushed it after the games, then they, they have no reason not to be there unless they're going to the NFL, which I can get behind if you're not in the 12-team playoff. Right, and this is going to happen, Shane. I hope and pray it doesn't happen to Texas here coming up. But uh, And they may even be fine because they got Arch Manning. But I, the perfect example, Shane, is their quarterback, Malik Murphy, what's his name, the backup, uh, yeah. who, who jumped in the portal. I mean, Texas is playing for a national championship, basically. Yet yeah. they don't have their backup because he's at Duke now. And he knew, hey, I could wait till after, but Duke's probably going to find another quarterback. I'm going to lose my spot. I mean, it's foolish, and what's going to happen, Shane, particularly in this 12-team playoff, there's going to be a team where their starter goes down and then they don't have a backup mm-hmm. because that guy went in the portal. And yeah. they're not going to win a national championship because their damn backup left to to secure a spot. So, I mean, let's hope that doesn't hurt Texas, but it's going to hurt somebody at some point unless they fix this. If you think Michigan's cheating now, wait till they get one of these transfers up there and just <laughs> first 48 hours just study their playbook. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Quick little break from the show to remind you guys, we're brought to you by MyBookie. Head on over to MyBookie.ag today and put in that promo code that S-E-C, T-H-A-T-S-E-C over at MyBookie online sportsbook. They're willing to give our audience a $200 exclusive cash bonus today to wager on these bowl games, NFL, NFL playoffs will be right around the corner, college, football, playoffs, all the sports. They got you covered over at mybookie.ag today. And don't forget, most importantly, that promo code, that SEC is the number one way to help support the show this football season. Head on over to mybookie.ag today. Put in that promo code that SEC. All new users get a free $200 cash bonus just for signing up and using that promo code. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Don't forget the Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports. The go to site for daily fantasy sports is none other than Prize Picks. And with that promo code SEC, they are willing to match your initial deposit up to 100 bucks. So you can have 200 bucks in your prize picks account today with that promo code SEC. Help the podcast stay independent. I know football's winding down, but there's still lots of football action to get in on before it all comes to a sad, depressing end. Head on over to prize picks, promo code SEC, and that SEC over at mybookie.ag today. We don't ask for much. We just ask, take advantage of these sponsorship opportunities if you can afford to do it. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. 
Twisted tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. The podcast is also brought to you by Game Time. Head on over to GameTime.co and use promo code THATSEC for $20 off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Head on over to GameTime.co. Snag tickets without the stress. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code that. SEC for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem that SEC for 20 bucks off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And now back to the show. Now we gotta unfortunately show we gotta talk about it real quick here. Auburn basically no showed the Music City Bowl, just got whipped by Maryland 31-13 with a backup quarterback. What I think they were down. I know it was right out the gate. It was 14-0, maybe even 21-0. They they looked awful. Yeah. They looked unprepared, unready, kind of like New Mexico State game right before the Iron Bowl that they damn kinda near like won. like this podcast sometimes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know if you saw it after the game, Shay, but Hugh Freeze basically said, well, I, you know, I was focused on recruiting. I, I, wouldn't, I didn't get these guys ready. Mm. He's, he said the same damn thing about the transfer portal. We're not, we're not doing portal. We're doing high school recruiting yeah. right now as if, you know, all these other coaches are not doing their job, but I, I guess just focus it on one. And they did good in recruiting, so yeah. maybe we got to give them a little bit of a break, but – I don't know what do, what do you make of this Shane because I don't think that Hugh Freeze did a very good job on the field this year mm-hmm. and you know we kept waiting for this mega upset to happen it nearly happened in the Iron Bowl so maybe we give him a little bit of credit but you know they really didn't take a big step on the field and prior to the bowl game Shane these fans they were they were all in mm-hmm. for for some reason I don't understand on Peyton Thorne and him being the quarterback next year. And then we have this bowl game. They're back out again. But last time I checked, Shane, I mean, the, the offense for about 85% of the season was just mm-hmm. awful outside of some running. Uh, and, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, again, I, we're not firing Hugh Freeze after one year or anything, but um, I I don't know. It was, it, this was a rough, rough debut, a lot rougher than I thought. And if not for recruiting, I, I'd be hitting the panic button. Well, and, and rightfully so, and I think I'm, I was trying to find a tweet here. I think it, it was talking about Cadillac would have won more games, you know. So <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not jumping off the bandwagon because of this particular game. But clearly, Hugh Freeze was not ready. Auburn right. Tigers were not ready, and and you you can't. I don't like my head coach blaming other things. You know, it, come out, own it, just own it. We all know it. You obviously, we realize that that quarterback room is a hot mess, you know, and 
And I've, I've heard rumors that he's been like that before at other places that he's been, you know, that he's afraid to name a starter and, you know, just the head games that he plays and whatnot. So I, clearly I, that starting quarterback is not in that room, which makes me a little more leery moving into the season because we would love to, to walk away from that Alabama game and say, damn, boy, the boys are back. You know what I'm saying? With a Auburn is back. They just need a couple more pieces, and they're competing again for championships. But you watch a game like this, and you just throw it right out the window. So yeah. I don't. I, I'm not like I said. I'm not panicking. But you know, this was very unorganized. It, it almost felt like pee wee football at times. How about this comment from Kevin Shane? He says Hugh Freeze was too focused on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin talking, not oh, us, but I, yeah. I do. I did enjoy that comment, but yeah, I mean, we, we got to see something next year, and they have a very manageable schedule. They could still grab a quarterback from the transfer portal. I think they should. Oh but, yeah, but uh, that that'll be something to watch moving forward. Uh, all right, how about these games tomorrow, Shane? Tato, yeah. see how excited are you for uh, the debut of the Nico era? It's like Christmas Eve, man. I ain't gonna be able to sleep. <laughs> Just, I mean, I'm I'm nervous for the kid. I, I I know there's a lot on him. There's going to be a lot of eyes. There's not going to be a Tennessee fan not watching this football game because they're trying to figure out what the next three to four years is going to look like, you know. And yeah. we and and you think about some of the the big name quarterbacks that have come through. That there's been. There's been times where we put them on a pedestal and it didn't quite come to fruition. So, you know, you're hoping that's the that battered ball syndrome that you talked about. <laughs> that part's going on. But then there's the other part saying, what if? What if this is the guy? What if this is the the, the dude that's going to take us to the promised land? So I'm pumped up, man. I, I'm just I'm, I'm so ready to see what the next chapter of Tennessee football looks like. Right. And to me, Shane, it feels like there's only one of two things going to happen tomorrow during this Tennessee-Iowa uh, game. There's going to be overreaction that Nico's awful and, and they wasted all this money, or he's going to win at three Heismans. You know, like it's one or the other. There's not going to yeah. be any in between. There's just going to be overreaction city. I, I can't wait for it. I can't either, man, and I hope it's the latter, brother, because <laughs> I can't stand the, the New Year's. Here I am trying to eat healthy, and then all of a sudden that happens. It's like I I may just go hit the Chinese buffet after all. <laughs> and then uh, don't forget the ReliaQuest bullshit, LSU, Wisconsin. The only yeah. opt-out we got is Jane Dale, so it's the start of the Garrett Nussmeyer era. Very interested to see what Garrett Nussmeyer looks like with a month to prepare as a starting quarterback, the future of LSU's program. We have seen him at times. He looked incredible. Uh, again, this is going to be another overreaction type where yeah. if, he, if he has a great performance against Wisconsin, LSU is going to feel pretty good moving forward. That's it. It's either going to be, hey, we're going to be all right, or – we're in trouble, you know. <laughs> Kelly's leaving after all, you know. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. This, this one's going to be a telltale. Um, I can't wait to see Wisconsin too. That's a game we're, we're going to get to see next year in the regular season. So, um, yeah, this, this is going to be a, this is going to be a, a hell of a matchup. And, and like you said, quarterback situation. That's what it boils down to on these first two games. Right. And I appreciate you, Eric. He gave us five bucks. Well, I will show up wearing leather helmets. Their offense is from the thirties. They suck, <laughs> which I agree with, but that's, I mean, that puts a little pressure on Nico. You can't have an egg in this bold performance. I don't think Tennessee fans are going to be very happy if, if they lose to this Iowa team, 
But uh, I'm kind of torn on the defense, you know, because they right. you talk about putting on a pedestal. This Iowa defense is, I mean, it sounds like the damn '88 Bears are coming in or something. <laughs> I, I, I I've not watched one Iowa game, so I don't know. But I will say this, you know, that's what they said about. Penn State. <laughs> That's right. what they said about Ohio State. And, you know, Ohio State looked good for two, three quarters, but then they broke loose. So I, I, I'm, I'm just saying maybe that Big Ten defense is a little bit of a myth this year. Oh, I think it very much is, Shay, because they don't have the athletes that we got down here in the yeah. SEC. And I, uh, it's clear as day to me. They're, they're now, a- Tennessee loses. I'm going to be like, <laughs> damn, we found them. This is a legit one. <laughs> they weren't lying. <laughs> but then, uh, th- So that's going to be the appetizer, Shane, of course, for the college football playoff. Cannot wait. And uh, we, we had – this is great, Shane. Kevin Steele, Alabama defensive coordinator, was asked – remember there was all that. Kiffin said, well, hell, he ain't even calling the plays anymore and all that. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Steele, who doesn't speak to the media, Alabama keeps their, their coordinators hidden, uh, but he had to. He had to speak for the Rose Bowl. Let's kick it over to Kevin Steele real quick. Asked about Lane Kiffin saying he's not the defensive coordinator at Alabama anymore. Yeah, So I gotta ask, Lane Kiffin earlier this year said they he intimated that they had taken play calling away from you. What did you think of that? And uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, I know Lane. Okay. <laughs> Why do you think he said it? I I don't know. I don't know. You'd have to ask him. Did they take the play calling away? Did they any of that change? No. I'll help you on one of your questions, though. Who do you think the defensive coordinator at Alabama is? Who? Who? Name but one. And he's the he's won seven national championships. As long as you know that, we're good. <laughs> so moral of the story, Shane, it doesn't really matter who's calling the play no. or or who has that title. It's Nick Saban that yeah. that's running the ship down there. Yeah, I just thought it was great, you know, because you know he hears it, and he, he hears Lane. So you saw it on his face as soon as he heard Lane's name get brought up. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how about this one, Shane, from uh, Just One More Project Bag. $10, appreciate you. Happy 2024 to the first college football podcast I ever listened to. Thanks, fellas, for giving me some joy. This is 2019. Go Big Orange. Go Big Orange. <laughs> Beat the hell out of Iowa tomorrow. Can't wait for it, but uh, – yeah, I mean, all that, that was obviously just a huge troll job from Lane. Yeah. And, man, I, yeah, Kevin Steele handled it like a pro. And, hey, Lane Kiffin can say what he wants, but until he can actually beat Nick Saban, until he actually beats Alabama, I mean, he's going to have to keep trying to do these tricks yeah. that clearly aren't working. You know what? Well, and, and that's one thing I liked about this week, Mark. It was, especially going back to Lane Kiffin, it was just business. We came out here, you know, here you got a guy like Hugh Freeze that comes out and blames the, the recruiting and, and yada, yada, yada. And Lane's saying, hey, I I tried to take the focus off that. We know the kids are coming. We just want to focus on on this game, this particular game, and that's what happened. And that's, that's why I think Ole Miss was just so dialed in in this matchup. And one of the interesting comments I've, I've heard in some of these bowl games is you forget how much time has gone between their last game and, and this one here. And, you know, that's why a lot of these offenses are a little slow, a little sluggish out of the gate. 
But once they get get going, you know, it, it, you start seeing why they were such a powerhouse. And I, I expect the same with with Alabama here. Right, and, and so these playoff games, Shane, Alabama, Michigan, obviously Texas and Washington in the night game. Which one do you think will be the more competitive game or, and less likely to be a blowout? Uh, would you go the Rose Bowl, Alabama, Michigan, or would you say the Sugar Bowl, Texas, Washington? Which which one will be more competitive in your mind? Believe it or not, I think it'll be the Alabama, Michigan. I I, I think Texas. I think nothing against Washington. Um, I I think what they've done is it's been fantastic up to this point. But I do think that they may be the most overrated team that's in this four. <laughs> you know, and and I think Texas really exposes that. And uh, Alabama, I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to win the game. But when you talk about blowouts, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it's you know, similar to the last Michigan game we watched where they kind of hang around at the beginning and then they slowly pull away. So, uh, yeah. Now, I, I realize this, you know, it doesn't necessarily work this way, Shane. We can't just say, well, Auburn lost and, and not only lost, but got pretty much blown out by New Mexico State. Then they turn around and get blown out by Maryland. Uh, they should have beat Alabama. Let's, you know, that's, let's call it what it is. Yeah. Um, and that is actually something Saban talked about. Let's kick it over to Nick Saban real quick. He's asked about the Iron Bowl, and then I want to ask you about it on the other side. I asked a lot of the players yesterday what their favorite moment was from the season, and a lot of them said the 4th and 31 play in the Iron Bowl. Um, it seemed like a very pivotal moment for the team. What did you specifically learn about the team after that game? Team after which game? Um. You know, that game was a, a difficult game for us. You know, we'd already kind of clinched the SEC, and I think everybody was looking a little bit ahead of what might be in store for playing in the SEC championship game. And I don't think we respected uh, the Auburn team like we should, and I don't think we played one of our best games. Uh, and I think we're very fortunate um, at the end of the game to be able to execute and come out with a win. Um, so hopefully the players learn that um, it doesn't matter who you play. Um, they're going to give you one of their – when they play us, we're going to get their best game, and we need to be prepared to play our best game every time we go out on the field. Now, whether he realized it or not, Shane, that is the ultimate disrespect you can give to your arch rival here. We weren't ready. We were looking ahead. Yeah. And we still – Beat you. We barely beat you, but yeah. we still beat you at your place. You know what I mean? This is a prime example why you can't overlook shitty teams, Mike, because <laughs> next thing you know, you're facing fourth and 31. No, I, I, I love this. This is a little bit of an underhand, but I do think the message is key here, brother, because, you know, I go back to last year, Ohio State, Georgia Bulldogs. That's a game that it was almost lost. That was a game when we, we like to talk about how great Georgia did against TCU, but that would not have happened if there weren't a couple of good breaks going Georgia's way. I don't think Alabama wants to be in that situation. And, and so, you know, late in the season, Iron Bowl, playing a team which you think is inferior, come down to the wire, that, that – gives me pause and it should give this team pause when they go against a program like Michigan saying, Hey, we may not think they're as good as us, but they still could beat us. So I think that was a, it may be a, a miracle in disguise, brother. 
Right. And like Mother Mother Jones here says, just like Mizzou, Florida. I mean, that, that the, the moral of the story is, Shane, that that's the SEC. Yeah. Where short of Vanderbilt, damn near any team can catch you. If, if they play their best game and you don't play your best game, that that's why it's the nation's toughest conference. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't wait for this. But I'm trying to think which which game will be more competitive. I I really think it's you said the Rose Bowl. I'm going Sugar Bowl shape because I think Alabama is going to kill Michigan. Yeah. I I think Michigan's overrated as hell. We all know they were cheating, yeah. and. Uh, Nick Saban, Shane, he's 10-1 and one when he's got a month to prepare for a football game. Harbaugh's lost six bowl games in a row. Jayla Milrow, 17 touchdowns since the month of November. J.J. McCarthy, one touchdown since the month of November. I mean, we're getting hot. We're getting <laughs> versus cold. We're getting good against bad. We're getting athletes against bully balls. But they, <laughs> I just don't think you could bully Alabama or Georgia, I think that's the wrong method to beating those teams. But hell, I you know maybe maybe I'm wrong. But what what would you say about those shade? Because I've heard this too that the the thing about Alabama and Georgia, yeah, they're obviously built with the same blueprint. Mm-hmm. You know, Kirby learned from Nick Saban, so Georgia's strengths are typically Alabama's strengths, and the weaknesses are the weaknesses, vice versa. They've played each other so often. They know how to attack each other. Uh, Nick Saban knows how to prepare for Kirby. Kirby knows how to play for Nick Saban. So that is a unique game in itself. But if I'm if I'm a Michigan fan, if I'm an Alabama hater, I'm I'm sitting here saying, you know, maybe that's why you beat Georgia. Maybe that's why you struggled against Auburn, and and maybe that gives Michigan hope in this college football playoff. What what would you say about that? Well, yeah, I, I'm sure there's some famous quote about how hope can kill you, you know. So <laughs> I, I, I think hope is what they got to have coming into this game. But, you know, I think if you're Alabama, if you're Nick Saban, you're chasing that dream, I, I, you just got to go do – you got to do what you got to do, man. It, it, they can't come out here. Michigan cannot mimic Georgia Bulldogs. So when I'm watching that game, I, it's it's not like you could say, okay, well this worked for them, you know, short of them stealing signs or something like that. You you just can't do it. The teams are just totally different. Like you said, Kirby is is a better prepared coach against Nick Saban than Jim Harbaugh will be. So I'm there. I, there's no worry there. But right. But again, it's it's a team that you can't overlook or you can't get bit because they got talent, brother. They've got a lot of players up there that Alabama was trying to recruit. So uh, you you just can't come in thinking you're going to destroy the team and not be prepared because if you do and you start overlooking the little things, the little things become big problems, and then next thing you know, in the late in the fourth quarter, you're you're trying to come back and win. So I just. Just come out here, do what you're good at, and and Alabama has has been on this trajectory the entire time. Uh, I, I don't I don't think they fall short here. And in the other game, Shane, I I tried to find the the clip. I couldn't quite find it, but I know you wanted to talk about it. The Washington quarterback Michael Penix, he was a yeah. runner up for the Heisman. Their offensive line won the Joe Moore Award, given to the nation's top offensive line, and he basically said, "Yeah, Texas, they got a good defensive line, but they." They've never faced an offensive line like this. And <laughs> that seems like one of those comments he's going deeply, deeply regret tomorrow night, Shane. And I wish they would hand out the Joe Moore Award 
after the bowl game because I remember a couple years ago, Shane, they gave it to the Michigan. They faced Georgia, and this was mm-hmm. the, uh, I think it was the 2020 season, and Georgia just whooped them <laughs> all up and down the field, and they took offense to that. After the game, they said, oh, hell, our defensive line's, or excuse me, our offensive line's a hell of a lot better than the one we just faced. They should have gave a Joe Moore award to our <laughs> offensive line. So that, that's going to be further ammunition, I think, for Texas going into this this bowl game. And I, we both think it's going to be Alabama. We both think it's going to be Texas. It's going to be a rematch yeah. in Houston if it plays out that way, Shane. Would, would you rather be Texas that, that knows you can beat Alabama, that's, that went into Tuscaloosa and, and won by double digits, or would you rather be Alabama and have that revenge factor, know that you're a lot better than you were week two of the season and, and feel like you're the hottest team in the country? Man, what, what storyline? And, you know, again, I, I guess I'm not trying to ask you to pick the game just yet, but yeah. but which which narrative would you rather have in a national championship game? Well, I think you could spin it either way, you know. I mean, Texas – I mean, you're in Houston. So, you yeah. would think that would that would favor the Longhorns. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just don't want to get the cart in front of the horse, man, because here we're already doing it. We're saying, hey, don't overlook Michigan, but after they beat them, you know, <laughs> uh, let's get through these games before we start talking about the national championship because if it doesn't go our way, Mike, we may not even watch that last game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Well, uh, Shay, you know, I don't want to go too long here. It's New Year's Eve. Let you get back to the fam. Let the let the fans get back to it as well. But uh, any closing thoughts, Shay, before we head into this epic New Year's Day with LSU, Tennessee, Alabama, Texas. Oh, what a what a glorious day! It's a it's a national holiday just for the college football alone uh, here on New Year's Day. You know what? Oh, I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Got the whole day off just for football, just for the pod. We're going to be back and forth on this thing. I cannot wait. Uh, And and these coaches, I I love it, man. There's some good ones. Uh, One video we didn't include uh, on the end, Nick Saban was asked about the cheating with Michigan. And Jim Harbaugh just sitting right there, you know, (laughs) squirming and looking around. Doesn't know how to – didn't know what to do with his hands, you know. <laughs> I, I just love it. But Nick Saban responded. He goes, no, nah, we ain't worried about that. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 the Coach Saban I want to hear. You know, we're, there's integrity in this football game. They're going to come out here. They're going to play. So we got some awesome football tomorrow. And uh, I hope everybody's safe. I hope they uh, drink plenty of cold beers tonight and have a happy, happy new year. And I look forward to seeing everybody tomorrow. Absolutely, yeah. Happy New Year's to each and every one of you. We'll catch you on the next one. All right, see you guys. Go ball. Come on, Nico. (laughs) Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.